This is an Onami podcast. Hello, angels. Welcome back to the pod. Oh, man. Life, am I right? Um, just sitting here thinking about what it takes to dream for things in life and that it's really vulnerable um, to dream, to listen to what moves your heart and to go towards it, to try and reach it, to stay open to life. It, it really is a, a vulnerable process to be real with what you want and to fucking go after it and dream for these things. And um, as we grow up, I get why it, why so many uh, adults don't. I get why it gets harder and harder. Life kind of can beat the dreaming out of you. You come up against enough rejection, enough failure, enough closed doors, and you start to lose the want to open yourself up again because you know it's going to hurt. It's the same with love, man. Enough heartbreak. You're afraid to open up again because you know it's going to hurt. But... That's life, man. Staying in it. There's beauty and, and like there's so much richness in going through whatever process you need to go to when it doesn't work out, but opening yourself up again. Um, I, I, I wish and want for more people to do it. To be real with what they want, what they deserve, what you're worth in this life. And to dream for things. And even if you don't get there, the process of, of dreaming, it just leads you places, man. This life isn't just survival. It isn't just laundry and taxes. It isn't just um, organizing. It isn't just crossing off checklists. It, it doesn't all make sense. Some of it is just in us and, and we got to try and like let it out. And um, yeah, it's just been on my mind with uh, watching Brendan Fraser win an Oscar and, and, and Ki Hoi Kwan. I'm so sorry if I butcher your name. I need to learn how to say it. Um, but watching these actors who have been dreaming for so long and had it go away for so long um, achieve the heights that everyone starts out dreaming in this industry. It's really been a beautiful cycle to see with these men. Um, and Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis, like it's beautiful to see. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to continue to dream and um, I'm going to continue to encourage you to dream. Um, I talk about this and more with my guest today. Uh, she's an old friend of mine. Um, we are homies in real life. Like we are, we are part of a friend group that knows each other very well and spends intimate, great time with one another. Um, she's a very close friend. And now we're both on this uh, Podco journey together because she is hosting the Wizards of Waverly Place rewatch pod. I'm hosting the Neds one. It's produced by the same people. So we're part of kind of the same team now. And we're going on this. We've, we have like sort of parallel journeys with big success on Disney and Nickelodeon back in the day a life full of uh, <laughs> challenges and detours and obstacles getting to now where we're doing these podcasts and revisiting this and just finding new ground in our adult selves to continue pursuing and dreaming and, and going after what we want. Um, we, we cover a lot of ground in this talk and it was lovely to see her uh, and, and speak I mean, it's so easy for us. I feel like this podcast went by so fast. It's an hour, but I, I, I feel like I could have talked to her for like five. Um, so enjoy this podcast with Jennifer Stone. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your likes. Thank you for sh your subscribes. Thanks for your shares. Uh, I read all your comments. Say hello to me. And um, we're going to keep growing up together. Enjoy.
Hello, growers, listeners, watchers. Exciting news. We have a new sponsor of our show today, Caldera Lab. Say goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experience healthier and visibly improved skin, Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. Today, we have an exclusive offer for our audience so you can see for yourself why so many men trust Caldera Lab for their skin care needs. Use code GROWDEVIN at calderalab.com for 20% off their best products. Look, guys, I've been blessed with a baby face and decent skin, but I am not immune. Aging is going to come for us all. And while I'm a fan of aging naturally and gracefully, that doesn't mean we can't and shouldn't take care of our skin, even us men. Listen to me, boys. Self-care is sexy, so do it. You bring a nice girl home and she sees that you have a a skincare serum that you put on your face at night. She's going to say, this man takes care of himself and and maybe this man can take care of me. You know what I'm saying? So get you some Caldera Lab. They have an amazing bundle that makes it easy to take care of your skin. It's an easy little bing, bang, boom regimen. I've only just started using it. Uh, It already feels great. It's easy. Products smell great. We're going to see in a couple weeks as my skin just gets lighter, brighter, and tighter. You know what I'm saying? So get 20% off with our code GROWDEVON, G-R-O-W-D-E-V-O-N, at calderalab.com, C-A-L-D-E-R-A lab.com. That's 20% off at calderalab.com by using code GROWDEVON. Unlock your youthful glow and be ready for summer with Caldera Lab. Jennifer Stone. Devin Orkheiser. Hey, great Hi, to honey. see you. It's good to see you too. It's good to have you on here. Um, let me lay out a little context for the listeners. <laughs> In the either. Yeah, I'm actually have to remember. I don't even remember the first time. I don't remember the first time we met. Was it through Mayata? You remember? I okay, do. never mind. I remember then, it then you give the context. Okay. I we were in Mayata's treehouse apartment in Laurel Canyon. Oh, that not, that day. It was the first wolf pack. Yep. That she had. Yep. Um, and yeah, it was like the first wolf pack meeting. I don't remember what we did, but I remember that was that the was first when time we, we met. met. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we have a mutual friend, Mayata Walsh, a uh, lovely actress. Uh, for you, child actor mm-hmm. fans, she was on Corey in the House. Uh, but multi-talented, lovely human, best yeah. friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she used to have these like creative uh, meetings called the Wolf Pack, like just gathering her like artist friends to get yeah. together and yeah. collaborate, talk about life and things. So that was the first time we met. Yeah, Hi. yeah. And then there was an, like one after that. I think that solidified it. Where like substances were involved, and there was a lot of like. Yeah, that's hair, the one I remember. That's, that's the one I remember. Yeah, this was my, like, that this was my out of birthday. That, that was the yeah. the wolf pack was the appetizer to the birthday, uh-huh. and the birthday solidified. That it. I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah so Jen, Jen and I are like we're like we're like real life friends. Like like lock ourselves into Mayata's house for a couple days and mm-hmm. disappear and just dance and be silly and yeah. smell each other's farts and, <laughs> and, light, and light them on fire and sometimes. light farts on fire <laughs> <laughs> i think i have like three glorious videos uh, <laughs> on my phone of you lighting farts on fire yeah actually that was amazing what's so funny about that <laughs> night me setting my fart on fire <laughs> yeah. was we were in Mayata's house yeah. in Mayata's room and Mayata wasn't even there no. And it was like me, Jen, and a couple other friends. But my auto wasn't even there. But we were so just vibing at her place. Be like, let me just bring these people together. It and is, then and then I gotta go. Yeah, Have fun, guys. Yeah, and totally. then uh, yeah, I just set a couple farts on fire, and we filmed it, and it was hilarious. It's, of it's deep on my TikTok somewhere. Um, it didn't go viral the way I wanted it to. You turns know, out, turns out, isn't it, it wasn't as funny as I hoped. <laughs> it bums me out when you're like, let me share this deepest part of myself. Yeah. That's so inherent. Not that like parts on fire. No, but so kind inherent. of. I kind thought of. it was going to bring joy to the world. You know, what is that? There's like some, I mean, leave it to me to like bring it to some like Freudian thing. Go but on. like, what is that thing where like you're obsessed with your ass? That's like something that I've been so, <laughs> okay. So some okay. part of you that I'm like, you're obsessed <laughs> okay. with your ass and like pooping. <laughs> Okay, so I'm doing these two podcasts now, right? Yeah. I'm doing Ned's and no, I'm doing No, you and I are one. like podcast out. Yeah, we're, we're podcast out right now, <laughs> yeah. okay? But somehow, every episode of both podcasts <laughs> ends up on poop and farts and butt stuff. But Okay, but you do this on your own. Don't act like it's everyone else. <laughs> Don't ask like everyone else. Oh, okay. No, but literally like, I, 
you know, just on like your TikTok, you just had something where you're like, I'm shitting on my birthday. Like you just, you okay, always. You're, you're right. You're right. What's so funny about the Freudian thing is on a recent episode of the Ned's pod, I had never heard of, it's called, I think anal retention. Anal, anal fixation. Anal fixation. Something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had never heard of this and yeah. Lindsay brought it up on our pod, but like kind of with a non sequitur, like she yeah. just dropped like, oh yeah. And what about Freudian's like anal <laughs> fixation? And, and Daniel and I are like, what are we like, talking about? But then she explained it, and I had not uh, dabbled in that part of and you, Freud's And you mythology. felt very, very seen and understood. I felt very seen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out like oh, that. Oh, it's so funny, man. I can't escape it. I, I, my, I, was, I was talking to my mom recently, and she was like, she was like, you know, I've been listening to your podcast. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And she's like, I really like growing up. She's like, I really like enjoy listening to those conversations. Aww. And I was like, oh, that's great. And she's like, the Nets pod talks about poop too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Sorry, mom. We're starting of... off this podcast talking about I remember, though, butt like, stuff. That was the whole thing with like Disney and Nickelodeon, though. Like Disney was like the polished humor. And like I remember Nickelodeon was like, there's stuff in the urinal. Like I, I don't I what remember. The fuck? But what I are you saying? No, but I remember like you guys could. Oh, have, you think like, you're better than? No. You think you're better than us, Disney? I mean, I'm biased. Huh? But, like, you but think I, you're like highbrow, really fucking no, high concept, lovely, no, classy? No, I'm just that's kidding. not what I'm saying, and you know that's not what I'm saying. I mean, we had all of our montages and food fights and all of that stuff yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. The humor is what it is. But yeah. what I'm saying is like. We never, like, Disney hated, and, like, even if we tried to, like, we had a concert, I remember, on one of the episodes of Wizards, where it was, like, we threw meat, and okay. they hated that. They were, like, absolutely not, and our executive producer had to really fight for it, because that was too crass. And yeah. yeah, and, like, oh, yeah. we Nickelodeon, that. like, no, that's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> too crass? Saying, like, <laughs> Doesn't matter. throwing meat, like, that's not that that's, bad. That's tame. But I'm saying, like, Nickelodeon, like, you could really lean into kind of, like, the gross-out humor yeah i mean so, slime is one of their most known things yeah you know? and like nickelodeon would have or uh, disney would have never done slime so mm. i feel like you know that's something that's kind of that is really genre. funny so yeah. it makes sense to me that you would be talking about it a lot <sighs> i don't know where it comes from it just makes me laugh it's really human i talked about it with kendall schmidt on this podcast yeah. recently it was just like oh i love everybody the schmidt boys oh, yeah. They're the best. it was so great catching up with him but just like the everybody poops thing. Like, I think there's something about that, that like it is crass. It is really blue humor, but I like that it like equalizes things. It's just, we all, we all fart and poop and yeah. it's funny. It's funny. Our hey, bodies are funny. They are. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. You actually, I think it's less funny for you these days. And it's honestly less funny for me because, um, Jen, you're a nurse for the last couple years yeah. in the ER. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, Jesus. And um, <laughs> I feel like every time I see you, you speak more and more casually about what you experience at work, like mm -hmm. literally so casually, so nonchalant about things that make me want to both ask so many questions because I don't <laughs> understand, but also not touch at all and ask no questions and never want to hear about again. You're experiencing parts of the human body and life here that I don't think most of us want or need to. Yeah, it's, it, it's, I was talking about this with the, with the woman who actually taught me at the hospital. Mm. Like we have this like preceptor, preceptee kind okay. of process as like a new nurse. Okay. Um, and she was my preceptor. And we were just laughing about how when you start nursing, it kind of breaks something in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was not the most socially – to me, I, I think I'm kind of a socially awkward person. Like I'm – I was homeschooled since fifth grade. Like there's some yeah, yeah. social things that I just kind of miss. Yeah. And then the nursing thing on top of it I feel like really just – drove that home yeah so now I'm just like in social situations especially I just feel like I've just embraced it like you know what I mean like I just have embraced the fact that like I'll be I remember when I was in nursing school back when we still like had in-person auditions um I was there and there was this actress who was talking about her like ghee cleanse or something and I very casually was like well when was your last bm and I was like asking right, her about like her bowel movement. Yeah, I was like, well, how was, like, your, last yeah, how was your last bowel movement? BM? Yeah, like how was your last bowel movement? Was it like solid? Was it formed? Yeah. She looked at me like I was on from another planet. Right. She's like, and what I, the fuck are you asking me, stranger? <laughs> I realized like, <laughs> like what environment that I was in. And yeah. I was like, I'm not. You're not in the hospital. Yeah, like right I, now. I had to like, so yeah. So it, it's definitely not, it has not helped my social life. I, at I, all. I see what, yeah, no, that makes sense. So I've had to like mentally be like, okay, put a button on it. 
like you ask can about talk the about BM it. later well, in no, private. Don't ask about it. Don't. <laughs> nobody wants to be asked about that. No, but I've I've like learned to like give it some space. Yeah, it is a part of your life, but like for the most part, people don't want to hear about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like they, for the most part, you know. Yeah, there are times where I want to know how you as a human and friend are doing, but what I get is details from the ER. And I'm like, I don't know how to talk (laughs) about, I'm queasy just hearing what you described, the fluids and the open wounds and the aggression you receive from people. Yeah. And literally, you kind of say it with like no noise. You say it with pretty, very, very flat, like very casually. Well, and that's, and sometimes too, like I'm still because I'm still fairly new to it. I just yeah. started in 2020, so yeah. sometimes I just need people to listen because like which it's I get. Yeah. which I I, I yeah. do appreciate because like our friend group is very good about that. Yeah. Because also too, like at work, I can't process any of it. Yeah. Like I just gotta put it in and walk away. Like yeah. it, it's it's a very emotionally. I don't know the best way to put it. It's a very emotionally stunted environment yeah. because literally you can walk from one room um, and have someone die and then go to the next room and be like, okay, so you ha- you ate spicy Cheetos and your stomach hurts. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, and right. you, you don't have time. You don't have to time. Deal with and the like, and especially no. like starting in the pandemic, like it's, I oh mean, oh my God. Like, so, like, it was very much, like, just, you know, so there was a lot that still hasn't been processed. Mm. And so sometimes I think, and this is something I really have to just on a social level, like, put a button on mm. of not unloading on people because that's not fair. Yeah. Um, Us friends, you can. No, but but to an extent, because yeah. also, too, it's like, that's what you pay a therapist for. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? Like Yes, uh, and. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes, and. Yeah. But, but it's something where it's like, sometimes I don't even realize... That that needs to come out because sometimes someone will ask how I'm doing and all of a sudden I realize 20 minutes later, oh God, I'm still talking about this. I didn't mean for it to go there. Like that was not what I intended. But that becomes like a venting. That makes sense. You You have to move so quickly. I've heard it with EMTs too is you're seeing so much so often. Emotions don't work like that. Like emotions. No. Emotions are slower. They're messier. They take yeah. time for you to even realize you're feeling it. Like you could have seen something a week ago and all of a sudden yeah. you're feeling some type of way and you don't even know it's actually about that thing from a week ago. And you know what's really odd is as an actor my whole life where I worked so hard to have emotions so at the top, Yeah, it's so tricky to go from one so literally I will go from being at the hospital where I have to shove everything down yeah. to an audition the next day to have to pull everything back up oh, so it, 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 it's been this this really kind of wild like balancing act yeah, of trying to really figure difficult. out it's I'm figuring it out because yeah. <laughs> it, it is something I have I'd be lying if I said I was there yet but it's something yeah. where it's like balancing the two has been a very unique challenge because I believe that my entire life I've worked really really hard to have vulnerability right here yep. and now I'm I'm balancing a job that I love and acting with a job that vulnerability is not an option no you can't and so it, it's it is an interesting exercise but it's interesting because like on on the podcast on um uh, Wizards Waverly Pod, which is the podcast that we're doing on Podco with yep. um, on the same team together, yep. which is so cool. Yeah, but, we're on a podcast team. Um, but with David Deloise, like he'll tear up and I like don't. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there like, what's wrong with me? Like this is a very like heartfelt yeah. moment. Like we just yeah. had Selena on an episode and she was saying all these really sweet things and, and David was tearing up and she was tearing up. And I'm just like, I feel nothing. Well, and it's I'm not that kidding. I don't feel it, but, but, but it's not that I don't feel anything. It's just, it's so, I'm just so used to having it yeah. deeper down. No, you can't. You can't. Yeah, so if it's you just. Were, if you were as open and vulnerable as you need to be as an actor, like, that's a thing. If you start studying acting, right, and say maybe you were closed off, if you start working at it and opening those those doors up, like, you're going to start crying at commercials and shit, and that's the way yeah. you want to yeah. be because you need your emotions mm-hmm. available it makes sense but to then, me. You you can't be that as a nurse. But on the flip side, when it does get tapped into, pff, I'm done for. Well, because now you have so much I'm in done. there. I'm done. Like, dude. You have so much in there. But, but with acting, I have to say, like, it's become 
I've become a better actor because I have this huge plethora to pull from. Of humanity. Oh, yeah. God. Like, just literally yeah, I believe so that. much. But it's like, I got to be really careful about mm. when I tap into it because it's just like the floodgates. I mean, that was... A that very was, small. That, that was a cute little fart, but <laughs> <laughs> that was when I tap into it, I'm like, "Oops, I'm emotional." That was, that was a huge little tiny floodgate, a little I've little bitty floodgate. Got flood feelings. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest two for damn floodgate. Um, but I know what you mean. But yeah, that was not the sound that I meant to get out. That's okay. As, as all farts are. It, it, that was um, not what I intended. That was not what I intended. It was a little wet. It was a little poop that came out. But um, see, so you bring it out of people. That's damn what it. happens. It is me. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anally fixated, Freud. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I, it has been wild to watch you. I mean, I know you were studying for so long. Like, that was crazy, watching you go through med school and, like, or nursing school. and <laughs> Not med school, yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah nursing yeah. school. Uh, but you were kind of losing your mind on that side of things because it's just so much work. Well, um, and also, too, like, I didn't have acting as an outlet for so long because yeah. I took time off during nursing school, which that I, I never realized – and I think you and I have talked about this a little bit over the years of like times where like acting's dry because it's an ebb and flow industry where yeah. it's one of the few art forms where you have to rely on other people. For sure. And so when that does ebb, this huge outlet, this huge catharsis is gone. Yeah. And so that was something that I never realized how much I relied on and how much I had not given myself other outlets yeah. like other creative outlets because I had been able to rely on that for mm. so long and so that's something that to be perfectly honest I'm still trying to find creative outlets that fulfill that to that magnitude yeah I understand it is like necessary yeah. I need it and I need it do you find that life. music fulfills that as yeah. much for you okay yeah and luckily I can sit down and make music anytime yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so it's nice having that because I I need to, I need some of this outlet, but acting is a very particular one that requires other people, yeah. and there is nothing for me like being on a set, even a crazy low budget mess of a set. <laughs> so you, Jen, Jen got involved with a movie called Santa Girl. Yes, this is our Christmas movie that's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, the industry had really ebbed for me. Like I was not getting aud great auditions. It felt very far away. And I was working at my the shop I was working at in Venice and just kind of in this strange flow of my life where I felt very far off the path that I wanted to be on, intended to be on, needed to be on, all, this thi all these mm -hmm. things. And I remember getting a text from you while I was at work one day of like, hey, there's this movie it's really not going to pay a lot and it might be a little bit of a shit show, but like, do you have any interest? And this is the thing. I love this shit so much. Yeah. So I was like, hell yeah. And I was like, oh, the pay really is shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I warned you. And I was I like, oh, you. and it really is going to be a shit show. Yeah. But let's I mean, go. I didn't know it would be that much of a shit show. Yeah. So, so I had no idea. <laughs> no, we couldn't. So Jen I and I ended up like on this set. All right. Jen and I have been in the industry for a long time. We have a lot of experience on sets. Uh, on this movie, the director uh, and the DP had a lot of experience. I think a couple of the other actors, Barry Bostwick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the villain character, like a couple of the actors had had some professional experience. Um, one of the producers who was never there had experience. <laughs> okay, that's what, six people? Yeah. Every single other person who made this movie happen were students who weren't even necessarily interested in filmmaking. No. Some of them no. were not. Some of them were. But you know, I have to say, like, what was really beautiful about it, I know, I think we talked about this kind of after it was done, is some people, like, found their love of filmmaking through that process. Yeah. Which was really beautiful. Yeah, we filmed at a at a theater conservatory. Yeah, school, Shenandoah, Shenandoah University. University in Winchester, Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> yeah. um, we filmed for a month there with this college, but not a film school, a theater no. conservatory, yeah. which I didn't know going in. And our crew, I didn't know that like, either. like our sound guy was a different student every day. I'm like, guys, making films is a lot of different crafts coming together mm -hmm. to work very hard to make a very difficult thing in collaborating with other craftspeople to make this thing happen. We didn't have craftspeople. To, to give we you had an, students. To give you an idea, it was so novice of a crew that do you remember when this happened of uh, when they asked for an apple box 
the person was like, I, I went to Crafty and I like I was looking for a box of apples and they, there weren't any apples. And I, we we're just like, no, oh, no, no, buddy. No, that's yeah. not. Mm. Yeah. An apple box is like oh, a thing God. on set. It's a box that's used multipurpose. Yeah, it's it not was, a real We were just like, but it was it was very sweet. We were like, no, bud, oh. that's not. Oh. But he, and he worked so hard to try to find the box oh. of apples. We were just like, oh. That's incredible. Oh. Um, what a great experience. Though. It was. I love being on sets. Even yeah. that set, I, it, it was kind of like, I don't have ego about it because I love doing it. So once I saw like, oh, wow, this is going to be this. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, then let me just be active in the process. Yeah. Like, let me, let me move shit when I need to like yeah. let me help out let me just but be honestly here with it. sometimes like I that's what's so great about like indie filmmaking that I love so much is yeah. because it truly is everyone is there because they want to be there yeah you know what I mean yeah like it created I, this beautiful yes like it's and that's part of why I reached out to you for that is because there's certain actors when I first got started I had an acting coach who I still use to this day I love her to death but she said Unfortunately, like 90, 95% of people that are get into this business get into it for validation or the wrong reasons. Yes. She goes, 5%, give or take, are in it because they just love the art of it. And I knew that you were one of those, like, let's go join let's the circus kind of yeah. people, one of the carnies yes. that, like, just love the art of it and yes. are down to just join the it. circus yeah, and get, get into, into it. it and 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 put on a good show and and yeah. and let's tell the best possible story that we can you yeah. don't have the attitude of like oh it's a christmas movie i don't want to yeah. like you're, you're gonna no. take what you get and make the best possible version of it and yeah. i always respect actors and and artists like that same like it was really fun actually i yeah I, it, it was so amateur for so much of it but honestly at the end of it is like a decent cute christmas one movie. of my favorite Sorry, I'm going to go like on an, on an aside here. One of my favorite memories from that is is getting to the hotel cuz we had a shared rent a car. Yep. Um but and I think we were both I think we'd been drinking so maybe we were like a little tipsy, but it was like nighttime and there was like a kitten in the parking lot and we both were like trying to like get on the floor of the parking yeah. lot and being like meow like yeah, trying to we were like, trying to <laughs> coax the feral kitten I don't know into what we arms. thought was going to happen but like I just have this memory of like you and I both on like our knees and like all fours being like yeah, we stayed like, out there a while. We really tried to win a that cat over. We were like long. throwing bread at it and just really trying to, <laughs> we were trying to make it our friend. It was like, no, it was, dude. it was feral. It was no, not yeah, come no, absolutely not. But I yeah. think we'd had enough to drink that we're like, oh no, no, this could happen. This and is we our both new best the same friend. Way, which is like, I love this kitten and I must pet it. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was a good one. Uh, yeah. I had a great time on that movie. Um, I, thanks for getting me at that time. <laughs> it was, it was like. It was a nice like um, break from kind of the path I had found myself yeah. on, which was away from acting. Well, if I, I was kind of aware of where you were at at that time, yeah. And you know, I, I think we all want to be in a position where we can work with our friends yeah. and where we can help each other out because we're all again that ebb and flow of things, right? Yeah. Is it's like. Because you were in that position, I'd been in that position before, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. if I'm in a position where I can help you out, and I know, like, vice versa, right? Yeah. It's like, that's how the universe works, right? Yeah. Is It's this constant, just, like, oscillation back and forth, right? So it's like, I was more than happy to extend that. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy that it was something that you enjoyed, and you weren't like, what the hell did you get me into? <laughs> I was uh, like, what the hell did you get me into? But in a positive way. Fair I was enough. like, what the hell did you get me into? <laughs> But I was so happy to be out of my fucking day job. Yeah. Like I was yeah, so yeah. happy to fly across the country to film a movie on location, found out, oh, we're crewed by all students. Well, this is going to be holy shit. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. have some fun, baby. Well, and that's the beautiful thing, too, about like shooting on location. And I know you know this is the fact that it literally is this oh, becomes, like beautiful pause becomes, in your life. Yeah, it becomes a little summer camp. Yeah, summer yes. Camp. Oh, it's so good. I, I love it so much. Um, so thanks for that, Jen. Anytime. Uh, we have both ended up on podcasts <laughs> with Podco. Who would have thought? We watch pods at the same time. How has that been going for you? You know, it's been really wonderful and a, and a really lovely surprise. I have to say, like, it's something like Wizards has went off the air in 2012. Um so it, it's something that – and that was such a special time in my life and obviously such, like, a pivotal part of my career. And, yeah. And, and it was something that, like, it's a very shared experience of, like, I don't know anyone on that show that doesn't feel really a lot of fondness for mm. that experience. 
Um, so to be able to go with um, David DeLuise, who I have such love in my heart for, he's just is one of those people that like every time I'm around, he just he's one of those safe place people. Yeah. And and to be able to reflect on such a special time in my life with someone that I feel so much fondness for is so unexpected and and I keep saying special but it really is and and we also have like a bunch of guests on as well like we we have episodes where we rewatch we answer fan questions and then we have also have guests on both on camera and and behind the scenes guests because we like to give like a full like 360 kind of experience for the fans yeah and um being able to just experience other people's perspective Mm. of that shared experience has been so interesting Mm -hmm. because I was a teenager at the time so to be able to have the insights that I have now and and to have the time that I have now to reflect back on it and to hear about things that I had no idea were going on at the time Mm. um has been really eye-opening and just such a nice way to just you know be able to share in that experience that we all had so cool I feel so similar with um the Ned's rewatch pod, it's like unexpected, it's strange and beautiful because yeah. we, we also had such a positive experience making it. It's just a special time in all of yeah, our lives yeah. and such a special end result is this show with this lasting uh, audience and this lasting care. And it's strange how much time has passed, but then sitting with Daniel and Lindsay and like reminiscing yeah. about shit is is weirdly healing and like beautiful yes yeah yeah it weirdly healing is because <laughs> yeah. because it because also too it's like as special of a time as it is like some of it like it is such formative years of your life so For some real. of it is like unanswered mm. I think it's the best way to put some of it mm. I, I know that's super vague but like you know there are some things that were like I feel like unmet or like unanswered or like sure. you know and so like as an adult with like more perspective and more understanding of things to be able to come back together and kind of complete that sentence, so to yeah, speak, yeah, on some certain things yeah. is is really cathartic and really nice. Are you learning new things from people of like that you didn't know about their experience? Um, well, so far we've had no guests. So far, it's just, well, uh, just Daniel from, and Lindsay. Just from um, Daniel and Lindsay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like for sure, we're getting to really go over the whole experience in a, a deep dive this many years later. So in a way that we haven't before. Mm-hmm. So for sure getting things from them, but we did go through a lot of the experience together, like same school room, like a lot of the same stuff. So I'm very interested to get some of the other actors, mm-hmm. some of the guests, uh, some of the like recurring actors, their perspective. Cause I know it's a little different, get some of the adults on, get Scott fellows on. Like I'm really excited to hear from the other, uh, people who were a part of it because yeah. it's already been so fun with Daniel Lindsay. Yeah. Man. I know. I've, I've watched some of the episodes. You guys have so much fun together. You Dude, have it's such ridiculous. a fun dynamic. It's chaos. It's such it's chaos. It's absolute chaos, but like in the best way. We're such maniacs. It feels so good. It's it's like our set point in ourselves is us at 13, yeah. 14 being Isn't friends. Isn't it funny yeah. how you like I, I don't know what it is about like just it, it's like when you go home for Christmas yes and you become like a 16 year old back. with your parents again yes. it's the same thing where yes. it's like oh you put me in this environment with these people all of a sudden it like takes me right back absolutely Deloise and I go right back like yeah I mean not granted Deloise jokes that I was always like a little 45 year old yeah that's kind of it's just uh, yeah, I know yeah, I'm a little I know I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little old lady on the inside that's yeah. just who I am but um but he's like yeah it, it goes back to kind of this dynamic that we always kind of had which is me like being this little 45 year old internal (laughs) basically yeah and then him being this like you know older guy but he's also like really playful playful it's this weird kind of like dynamic that we've always had but yeah we go right back to it yeah it's a beautiful thing man we'll see where the journey takes us i'm glad we're part of this uh yeah our pods are produced by the same people podco so we're part of the same like team and uh, it's cool seeing the success of both. I know. Like, I know. Cool I love the audience being reengaged. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's great. I, I, doesn't it blow? It blows my mind because I knew like people love the show because yeah. like I, I get people and I'm sure you get the same thing where people are like, you were my childhood. Like yes. that meant so much to me, which yeah. is such a blessing that I never anticipated as yeah. an actor. Because to me, I was like, I just want to work as an actor. Of course. If anyone ever sees my stuff, great. But like that was never part of it of for course. me. Um. But what really blows my mind is just the fervor 
this far down. Yeah. That's what really like blows yeah. my mind. Like it's yeah. such it's such an honor and so incredibly sweet that like this many years later, like people still it feels like the same energy they had right when it was on. Yeah, well, it's that weird thing that we just talked about on a personal level. The shows were so special to us and a special mm-hmm. time in our life, the making of it, the product of it, the us being whatever, the time in our career, all of that is special for us personally. So us revisiting it has this specialness to it as well. Yeah. Um, we got to find a new word. I know. Special, I special, 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 special. <laughs> yeah. um, We're going to have a special jar. It's like a swear jar. <laughs> but but it's the same I'm learning for the audience. Um, these shows meant something to them at a time in their life that is no more childhood, right? Yeah. It meant yeah. something to them during a really pivotal time the way it meant something to us during a pivotal time. And turns out that care doesn't go away. You yeah. Know? What was that show for you? Did you have a show like that? Oh, that like meant that I was such a fan of? Or were you like too cool of an actor kid that you were like, I know what's behind the sauce? I don't mean to put in you part. No, there is a difference when you're an actor. The way yeah. people like love characters, but uh, I don't know. One of them for me, and they have been doing a rewatch pod that I love, is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes, it's so good. That like I've owned the DVDs yes. of that. Like I'm a huge fan. I've watched yeah. these episodes hundreds of times. Like I'm, I'm, I love It's Always Sunny yeah. in Philadelphia. But that's one of those shows, and and this is I feel like one of those things that really ingratiates I think is the right word yeah um yourself to a show is one where you can come back to it put it on in the background really get it into like your cellular structure of a show and that's a show that's perfect for that but that's why people love The Office or like Parks and Rec it's like the same thing you can constantly revisit it like that their shit makes me laugh still even when I've seen the episode 50 times I'm laughing their formula their chemistry together and then now they have a rewatch pod so I I sort of feel the way people must with the Ned's rewatch pod like when I'm getting to listen to Charlie Mack and Dennis talk about because they also have a very unique and beautiful experience in this industry they pitched a pilot and got granted the opportunity to make a show themselves themselves starring like creative control it's incredible and yeah. it's lasted 20 it's like the longest what running I also show love, it's isn't it something where fx was like well this is like a super cheap show like yeah, yeah right. sure make it keep making do it. it yeah whatever right. like, um I, I love that they just kind of like it felt like to they do just whatever like, they got wanted to do right go make your offensive hilarious yeah. satirical which is like, like the dream is uh, like they get to work with their friends exactly they get to make whatever they want exactly. and the 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 studio's like yeah sure fine exactly here's 15 seasons i mean it's amazing so yeah that that was kind of my one of the shows that i just like have been obsessed with for a long time and it's been so cool like getting to learn more about it and them on yeah. their their podcast um what was yours uh, there's a rewatch podcast for mine too. Cause there's, is it Boy there, Meets World? Yeah. Hey, yeah. I loved Boy Meets World. No, Boy Meets was, World was fantastic. That was, fantastic. So that fantastic was one, show. even though I started acting at six. Um, but I, uh, that was one that like I started watching super, super early. Um, cause it was like on after school yeah, yeah, and yeah. like I and w- was on a lot and was on a lot. And so like that was something that like I would, and I think, I think Disney Channel aired that at one point. Mm-hmm. So like that was something that like I would come yeah, home did. from school and I would either watch Bob Ross and like try to paint with Bob Amazing. Ross or I would watch Boy Meets World. <laughs> I would either watch PBS with Bob Ross or I would watch Honestly, Boy Meets World. So. Great, great options. I mean. Great options. I'm not mad at my childhood taste. Yeah. Like not great terrible. Choices. I loved a Happy Little Tree or Corey Matthews. Like those Yo, were the two. Boy Meets like, World is fantastic. It yeah. ran so long, was always so funny and mm-hmm. heartfelt. Um, but then also would drop in deeper for a lot of episodes. Like, I loved that show. Yeah. And it stayed good through all of it. They went yeah. from middle school to college. Like, they took it. Yeah. They sent it. They did that show well, for a long time. Well, and it was something, time. too, where it's like, I can, uh, where they just had such, like, life human being, like, cornerstones yeah. that were really nice that I yeah. feel like is always a great thing that you really. Oh, do, okay. So, speaking. Fine. Speaking of socially <laughs> awkward. Um. I was at something where Will Friedle was there and he made a reference and like no one was going to understand it about the plays with squirrels, which is one of my favorite like uh, Eric references from Boy Meets World. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. 
Okay. You got to remind me. No, it's fine. I'm just gonna really. I've like seen it all, but no, not no, a long you're time. fine. I'm just gonna really nerd myself out right, right. now. So there's Be like a big nerd. Go. Oh, here we go. Um, so it's an episode where they're doing like a college or like high school reunion or something, and they're they've all drifted apart. It's like some kind of like fantasy sequence because they're all in a fight or something. Okay. It's been a long time since I've seen the show, okay, okay, but okay. um, but yeah, so it's like a fantasy sequence of like if they weren't if they drifted apart and stayed not being friends. Okay. So it's like 20 years later. They're all like mad at each other still, whatever. And then Eric comes in and he's got this like long beard. He looks like Moses. And he's just, he's like this prophet now called Plays with Squirrels. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like it's any, and he, and he is like married to like a moose or something. And he has this like lollipop that he like licks between his like thing. And of course he has, the joke is like, he's the one that has all the wisdom yeah. of like, if you lose one friend, whatever. I cannot believe how much I remember of this, by the way. That's this was very embarrassing. I guess. Jesus. Like, yeah. I cannot believe. I can't remember anyone's names, but I can yeah, no, freaking this remember this. Good God. Um, <laughs> but at this dinner, he, like, mentioned this reference of, like, oh, yeah, when I did Plays with Scrolls. And I was like, yeah, Plays with Scrolls. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> you, I got, was like you got, like, overexcited. Yeah, and, yeah. I got a, I got a little. he was like. Yeah, totally. And Chill, I was just babe. like, gave it away, gave yourself away, <laughs> like, pull it together. Be cool, be cool, be cool. But that's the thing is, it's like, it's it's a weird thing. Like in, I don't know where I'm coming to with this, but I think it's like a weird thing with like, as an actor where it's like, I don't geek out about, I don't really geek out about actors, but it's that weird foundational shit. Some things get in there. Yeah. yeah like I, I remember geek geeking out. out about James Lipton from inside the actor studio. I would geek out about that. Right. Yeah. But I it's like, I don't, I don't studio. geek out about like, I don't know what. Ryan Seacrest. No, I could give yeah. two shits, but yeah. like, no offense, but yeah, like yeah. I. But yeah, yeah, there's certain things. Yeah, I get being, I guess being in the industry especially, it's like I get starstruck very little, but occasionally. But yeah. Viggo Mortensen. Oh, well, but that one makes sense. That one makes sense. But to me, I'm, I'm just talking about like the random people that like really like get something in your core. I don't know. I mean. That was a weird aside rant. I'm full of them. No, I loved it. Plays with squirrels. <laughs> You gotta go rewatch that. Congrats episode. to their. I, I'm, I'm really sure they're good. having a similar strange, fun, healing, yeah. weird experience reliving. I'm sure because theirs has been even longer. Yeah, exactly, I mean, it's been over longer. Like, yeah, they've lived more life, and so it, I'm imagining it's a similar experience for them going through it. But how cool! How yeah. cool this like lasting impact and bringing this like cycle of life back. It is a good reminder of that thing that like that life is not linear. We look at our lives, we experience our lives in a linear way and we kind of get this idea that it's that, you know, you keep progressing forward through life and everything keeps going in this straight line, but it doesn't. Life is these like huge cycles. Yeah. And wizards coming back as a pod and Ned's coming back as a pod is this strange reminder of these like bigger cycles of our lives. You know what? I the biggest thing I've been really reflecting on recently is just the fact that, like, I don't know if you had this after Ned's, but um, I had this idea, kind of the ignorance of youth, if you will, this idea of, like, oh, my life is going to be this. Mm. And then, of course, life, like, just bitch slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> And was no, like, it's not. No, it isn't. <laughs> um, and God, was it not. Yeah. Um, like, if you told me then where I am now, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Same. Um, and that's something that like, and there's beauty in that. And the mm -hmm. fact that like, I don't know who I would be as a person if I got exactly what I wanted mm -hmm. or what I thought I wanted or what I thought I needed. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that's something, because I also look at like some of the people that we knew back then and that got that and they're not great people and they're not really fleshed out people and, mm -hmm. and they're not somebody I would be proud to be. And, and so that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately about yeah. how it's like, yeah, there are certain things in my life that I would have been happy if that had happened. Yeah. Cause I, I think for me, the biggest thing is obviously that I still feel a wanting for is a fulfillment as far as like a, a an actor yeah. And, and creatively in that sense. Yeah. Um, and like, oh, um, like, it, God damn it. See, this is what I'm talking it's about okay. with like the, um, the floodgates, but with the Brendan Fraser's speech at the Oscars, when he talked about a, a creative, uh, lifeline, 
Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine about how just how many actor friends I know, including myself, but so many people, and, and I feel like yourself and so many of our friends included, get that. Because yeah. it's like oh, so many of my friends are so talented and they're so, they have so much to offer creatively. And we just need a lifeline. Just yeah. fuck, like, sorry, excuse my French, but just like throw me a, a, me a bone. Yeah, throw me throw a bone. Me a you know, like let me just play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that's what's missing. Yeah. And you watch the same people over and over and over get all these chances, and and that's that's the that's the part that I feel is lacking. That that is something that I still feel so passionate about, and and sometimes. To be perfectly honest, I resent it. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I wish I didn't love it as much as I do. Right. Because it would be so much easier and less not, painful yeah. if to I not didn't. like love and want and need this Yeah, thing. like it would be so much easier if I just didn't crave it yeah. as much and it, and it didn't make me feel so much myself. Yeah. But other than that aspect of my life, I feel so fulfilled in these other areas that I would not have had if I hadn't gone from that detour I would have only had the acting side of my life rather than if I hadn't had like the health shit that I had had in my life and and had you know and that would led led to me going into nursing which has been very painful but also very rewarding and also opened me up to so much life that I had no idea existed and 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 so that's just something that like I've been really reflecting a lot on lately of Yes, you know, part of the human condition to go really, you know, esoteric about it, but is 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 constantly a drive towards something you may not have, but also a thankfulness for not getting what you want and getting what you need, getting you to where exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and if you stay open and in it and move through when it's really a struggle to when it's really confusing to feel such clarity about what you want, but not getting it. Yeah. And being willing to move through all that strangeness and find new spaces. Um, I, I mean, I resonate with everything you just said. Cause I think, yeah, any of us who had the success we had at the age we had, it's not natural. No, it's not. It, and it's beautiful and it's a yeah. blessing, but it sets you up in a way to really know what's possible and then the path is not always going to be a straight line to that. And I know all of us actors who have had success and not had success, mm-hmm. watching Brendan Fraser win an Oscar, watching uh, Key, yeah, Key Hoi, I, I, yeah, I don't want to butcher his name, but watching Key win an Oscar yeah. um, and seeing how moved they are. Yeah, seeing him talk about a creative lifeline to actors like, my goodness, it, it's it's speaking I, I, to a deep part of us. But but even yeah. people that aren't actors, I mean, you like there was such a support for both of them. Yeah, and I think it speaks to just people in general wanting to see people who have put that much time and devotion. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to butcher it either, but I think it's it's Key Lequan. Yeah. That's how you say it. If I'm butchering that, I'm sorry. But yeah. I have the most vanilla name on the planet. So yeah. Um, but. I mean, to quit for 25 years and then to come back is and then have that perseverance rewarded yeah. is something I think any human being can get behind. Yeah. Because and I wants think, to see. And wants, and to, wants see. to know is possible. Yes, wants because to see examples of. I think we all have something that we love so much and then it gets beaten out of you. It does. Because we're told, well, that's not possible. Well, that's yeah. not realistic. Well, that's not. I mean, even my, you know, some of my family was like, you got to get a real job. Right. You know, you got to go right. get a real job. Yeah, you got to go, you know, are we still doing this? Right. Like, are you sure? Like, right, right, you right. know, like that kind of thing. And even even like once I started nursing, like it kind of like like every time people say it because they they'll say, well, she quit acting. I'm like, no, I didn't. No, <laughs> I was I'm like, I, took, I was like, I took a break yeah. to go to school, but like I'm still, still acting, acting. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so it, it, it's I think that was such a beautiful thing about that that happening for both of them. Is it such a thing to the human condition of like you can have a dream that you really love and it may not happen right away and that doesn't mean it's not going to i mean they just they just provided a foundation of 
motivation for an entire generation mm-hmm. of actors to to keep dreaming mm-hmm. and to stay in it. Like truly, I, watching because, it, you go, yeah. All right, fuck. Maybe it doesn't happen for thirty years, but it's possible yeah. that even after thirty years away or something. It's the dream is still available. Mm-hmm. The dream is still alive with the right timing and the right people. Holy shit. I can still want this. Yeah, it's okay. Like, I can still want this. And it, I fucking want this. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I know. Like it, it's, yeah. it's this weird like because I question it all the time where I'm like, what is this weird like fire and drive yeah. that doesn't ever get fed? It's like a starving like lion. Oh, it's brutal. It's Do you know what brutal. I mean? Yeah, yeah totally. And time. it's like you give them like little tiny scraps every now and then. Yeah, Santa you know? girl. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. I need more. <laughs> you make the, yeah, totally. And then you feed it and it's just like even more ravenous, yeah. you know? And then you find, I mean, we've seen each other over the years yeah. about like you find little things over the years and all that kind of stuff and like the play readings I used to try to put yeah. together yeah, yeah. and like Just to keep, whatever you to can keep find. The yeah. love, to nurture the love, to nurture yeah. the passion for it, to nurture the drive. Yeah, and and it's just it, it's something where you just you want like I, I wonder like what keeps that going. But I, I I've just come to terms with the fact that it's like, you know, it's just part of my purpose. It's part of why I'm here. It's part yeah. of what I'm supposed to do. And it's normal to have doubts and it's normal to kind of go through that cycle of like, should I still be doing this? Why am I still doing this? Yes, I should. Okay, this is how I'm going to keep doing it. And to go through that cycle because that's just being human. Yeah. You You have to weigh these things no matter what you're doing in life. Yeah. Is this what I should be pursuing? Is this going to lead <laughs> well, me to yes. the life that I want to live? Is this yeah. going to stabilize certain things? Is it willing to take this risk? I mean, yeah, that's like the the process of growing up, but it's definitely tricky when you're like pursuing something that's so unrealistic and that is so dreaming. It's dreamy. Well, it's, it's dreaming. the lottery. Yeah. You know, truly. Yeah. It's like we're getting scratchers every audition. Yeah. You know. For but. real. Um, yeah, I feel so grateful to um, Joel who um, – is the director of Rust. Like, Rust was my third movie with him, and this is during a time where I started working less and less, but he continued to give me opportunities to play roles that nobody puts me in. Like, um, what I did in Crown Vic with him was like a really gnarly drug addict fucker yeah uh, like it was a really hard role which and you different can totally role for me, do which i can do but yeah. people don't like i don't get put in that and yeah and then rust i'm i'm like this other thing and and i'm so joel has been a creative lifetime lifeline to me and rust has gone the way it's gone and been so fucking complicated and so fucking tragic yeah um but also talk like, about the unexpected good lord but also like so um i'm so grateful to him because he is <laughs> been a lifeline, a creative lifeline in this industry to me at a time when it's felt so fucking far away. And every time I work with him is a reminder, like, I can do this. Like, I can do this. I can be valued on set and I can bring value to a set. And like, my dream is still alive. Um, My God, it gets really difficult because we all go through it. And that's why I resonate so much with watching Brendan and Key win these things um, is I I can feel the pain that they've gone through in believing maybe it's like maybe it's all over maybe this thing that i love so much yeah maybe i can't do it like maybe it's over it's we all go through We've it all been there and it's such a sad yeah place. it's a it's it's a morning oh god it's a morning because it, it's, it's brutal it's, I don't even want to, it's, because I was going to say it's like mourning a love. It um, is. It, no, but it my is. My deepest love. Like, totally. But that's, what I, but that's why I was going to say I didn't want to say. The place I feel say, the most myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like, I didn't want to say like, it's like a, because I was thinking like a romantic love yeah. kind of thing, but it's deeper than that. Yeah. Because it's so inherent to who you are. Yeah. And, and I love what you said about, you know, that relationship creatively, because it just dawned on me what's so beautiful to me about being an actor is allowing other people to feel seen yeah but I, I never connected the fact that as an actor you have to be first seen before you can allow other people to feel the same yeah and I, I I don't know why I had never connected that thing of like as an actor you you have to first like someone has to basically like unlock you and yeah. seeing you yeah before you can then go out and that domino effect of like allowing other people to feel seen with your performance and with yeah. what you do and yeah. I just, I had never made that connection. So, you know. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I, I still yeah. love pursuing it. And I even love the struggle through it. I love that I it didn't go the way I wanted. 
yeah. because I continue to go through that process of of struggle with it and then coming back to like, no, I love this. Yeah. So I'm going to stay open to it. Like, Aren't you in a weird way? I mean, granted, I know a lot of the struggle would be nice to not have gone through. <laughs> yeah, fire. Yeah, w- yeah, <laughs> it would have been nice to just skip would've it. Would have been tight. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, just like, no. Um, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, aren't you glad that it wasn't just a continued success? Because I feel yeah. like yeah. we would have been assholes. I would have been I would have been a nice guy with no boundaries forever. I don't think I would have been an asshole. What do you mean by asshole, that? But what do you mean you would have been a nice guy with no boundaries? I I would have I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have learned who I am. I wouldn't have mm. learned my character. I wouldn't have learned how to say no to things. I would I, I would have been if everything continued from the Ned success, I would have just stayed like this. I was a I'm a recovering people pleaser. I would have stayed preaching to the choir. I would have stayed just this this kind of caricature of my own kindness like I would have Mm. stayed this fucking nice everything's because uh fame and success can insulate you from life it can Mm. insulate you from challenge it can insulate you from reality and so I think if all that continued I never would have been hit with like the truth that having boundaries is necessary and uh success beyond the acting industry is really important to figure out what that means like in my own soul and being and how I show up in the world like all these things and I I truly think I would have stayed this like yes guy like nice to everyone and all things and like yeah like everybody (sighs) I I love being kind but now my kindness comes with like truth and I know when not to be kind and I know when to be a dick I kind of I needed it no but I kind of love that you say that it's a change I've seen in you even more so in the last few years. And yeah. I I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's really, I, I think it's something just inherently I recognize in you because yeah. I'm also a recovering people pleaser exactly. and then throw in perfectionist on that exactly. as well, which is such a great combination. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, it, and it's a constant thing. I feel like it's kind of like being an addict where it's like, you, it's a daily thing of like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do yeah. this, right? Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I think it's something I inherently recognized in you. Yeah. And so to see you say, like, no and, yeah. and take care of yourself has yeah. been so nice to see you flourish into Thanks. in the last, like, like especially uh, you've been doing it as but, long as I've known you, but, but especially no, it's, it's really in the, the last, last few like, years. Yeah, it's the last, like, five-ish years. Um, it's, the, it's more truthful. I didn't, reali- I didn't realize. I thought my niceness was the truth. Yeah. It actually wasn't. It was some weird. Well, you're not even being honest with yourself. That's it. Th- no, nah, there, was, there was lies in there. There was deception in there that I wasn't even aware of. When you're just always nice to everyone, that's not truthful. It's not truthful. It's being on all the time. And I think that's something that comes with being a kid actor. Yes. Because oh, you're on definitely. all the time. And, and I, I don't, it comes off harsh, but there's a, there's a weird manipulation to it. The mm. thing is, if I can be nice to everyone, there's a weird manipulation of outcome. The, mm-hmm. the, if I never make anyone uncomfortable, if I'm always there and nice and receptive for people, there's some trying to control the outcome and you're just skip, I was skipping over some truth. Maybe I don't want to be nice right now. Actually, maybe I have needs that come up against this person's needs and I need to choose my own right now. Like, why am I always empathizing with someone else's story at the expense of literally not even knowing what my own point of view is? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was so willing to empathize with everyone else, I lost track of what was my own story. And this is what you said of, like, would I regret or, or like, am I grateful that things went the way they did? I am because it was only through the pain of experience that I had to go, oh, this isn't working. I have to shed this and find a deeper truth. Um, So it was through a relationship not working. It was through acting not going the way it went that I had to get to something deeper. I had to change because who I was being was not working. So, yeah, I'm grateful for the challenges. Yeah. Although, yeah, it would have been nice. There, yeah, there's would've some... Would have been nice to skip some of them. There's some years that I'm like, mm, I could have lived without that. That would have been great. But the thing is, is like, we're creatures of comfort, right? Yeah. So it's like, if things are, you know, comfortable, you're we're not, not going to change. No, you're not going to grow. Because you're, right you're like, there. great, this is good. awesome. Yeah. But it's like, you know, out of necessity and out of discomfort and out of, you know, 
no option essentially. Right. You have to grow. And that's, that's where the beauty. that's the beauty. And that's where it's so useful. And I'm so grateful for exactly. it. Exactly. We you know? only change when it's necessary. Yeah. It's man. when it's when it's ugly and when it's painful. You change when you have to. Yeah. So man, when life shows up and fucking knocks you down and it hurts and it's uncomfortable, but it's forcing you to change, have a little part of your awareness that goes like, this sucks, but thank you. Like, okay. Totally. Because it's like, it's, the, it's the body's natural. I'm going to get a little science nerdy for a second, but Go it's on. like, it's the body's natural desire to constantly be at homeostasis, yes. right? We're constantly yes. leveling out. So when you throw like a monkey wrench or like some kind of thing yeah. in there, it's going to freak out and try to recalibrate. But the thing is, is it recalibrates into something different, exactly. into something you new. You can't reset to the original no. comfort place. You have to find what the new place yeah. is. Yeah, and yeah. in that, you grow. Yeah. It's yeah. great. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful part of life. It's why I would hope as I get older, life um, gets like richer, gets deeper, yeah. gets easier to navigate maybe still complicated but i'm more clear about my choices you know don't you i i find like and and you hear this all the time but i find it's different to hear it and to experience it right but that you find that things just things are easier in the sense that they don't bother you as much like the stuff that used to drive you nuts that you used to get so upset about like it's just it's fine like it just it's not worth it it's not worth it like the stuff that you pour your energy into is so much a smaller group of things than it used to be the older i get the more i there's certain things i just will not engage with the drama of certain things because i'm just like nah that that leads to nowhere i've done it enough times it doesn't lead me that's another thing is when you're like i know what that pattern leads to yep it's like you you've gone down um a certain amount of patterns i was on because you know i have great taste in men um no i have really no she doesn't i no it's really bad uh, i'm working <laughs> on it i'm working on it um, i hope so i hope all I, my I my girlfriends because oh, man some of you some of you are just choosing <sighs> again that's, and again that's just also awfulness. that's also freudian and oh it hurts to watch yeah it's my goodness well it's not like you guys are dating you know okay that's fine um Throw you know it, it only as my dad says it only ends well once Fair. Which is, you know, that's I, that's the best advice he's given me. But anyway. No, I've had a few end nicely, even though they end. Oh, that's good. See, I'm learning. That's good. See, for me, I'm, I'm like, learning. you I'm know, growing. there's a pit that I'm keeping all of them. There's like a, like a, what is it from Star Wars? The, um, the Sorlax pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they all go when it ends. Yeah. Um, They don't know that, but I yeah. do. They're in a pit yeah, yeah. of death. In the middle of it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have admitted that, but whatever. Um, but uh, I was on a date the other day um, with this dude, and you know, uh, he had a lot of the patterns of previous guys. And I was like, I've done this, I've done this, I've dated yeah. this guy. I'm not going to do this again. Hey. I was like, I was like, started, hey, Jen. To, yeah, right. See, I'm growing. Hey. I'm learning. I'm growing up. I'm learning. Hey, um, this is nice to hear. Yeah, but that. But my point is, I'm just using that as an example of going, hey. I've done this pattern enough that I know where this goes. This is amazing. See, we have a mutual friend uh, who still recognizes the pattern but still dives into it knowing it's going to be awful. (sighs) Growth is when you actually pivot from it. An old acting coach gave us a good thing. He said, this is life. You you walk down the street and there's a big hole in the middle of the street and you don't see it and you fall in. Okay? So you're walking down that street again. You fall in again. Um, <laughs> you walk down the street again. You see the hole. You try and avoid it. You fall into it again. You walk down the street again. You see the hole. Now you're really doing everything to edge around the hole. You're like, nope, I'm not going in this time. Holy yeah. shit. And then you fall in. And what do you do the last time? You take another street. I love that. That is the process of yes. growth. Yeah, that is the so, process of learning. So true. It's, again, not linear. We just got to learn to take new streets. Uh, this is great to hear. I'm very yeah. glad you recognized a pattern that was probably going to lead you nowhere, and you and you pivoted. He, he, I pivoted, and you I said, went home, and I hung out with my cats, and had a much better time. Doing oh, that. yeah. This is learning. Yes. This is growing <laughs> up, Jennifer Stone. Uh, thank you for 
coming and chatting. We'll, we'll have you on again. You, you know, you and I could talk for like five uh, hours. Well, it's what we all do as friends. We you, just sit and talk. Totally. For well, you're your soul fam. So exactly. So we'll do this again. Um, congrats on the Wizards Pod. Thank you. Congrats to to you too. Thank you. Um, it's not a competition, but you guys still are higher than us on the TV and film ratings. Um, but hey, you're congrats! Ki- you're killing us on YouTube. Okay. We I'll, each give get you wins. I'll give you yeah. that. I'll give you that. Look, it's not a competition, <laughs> but I love a little competition. I know, I know, so, right? It's natural. It's okay. natural. There we go. There we go. Um, but no, it's really so dope. I love that we're gonna go on this like podcast journey together. Um, I was so, that was such a nice surprise. I have to say, when Brendan was like, "Oh yeah, we're doing a Ned's," I'm like, "With Devin?" I know. I was like, "Do you know no, I know Devin?" Right? I know. Like, I had the same thing. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're doing this one with Jen- Jennifer Stone," and I was like. That's like my homie, you're, dude. You're like, like, you're working Jen? with my people, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same thing. So I love this. We're on yeah. this ride together, and we'll see where it goes. We'll probably end up doing, like, conventions and, like, live shows and shit. I know. I would love shit. that. And then it's we can go awesome. to other weird places of the exactly, world. Exactly, like Winchester, Virginia. <laughs> um, watch our movie Santa Girl this Christmas season if you haven't. It's cute as shit. Uh, super cute. She plays Santa's daughter going to college, <laughs> and I'm the sweet, nice boy she Yeah, is. and you throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. Wait, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love you. I love you too, Dad. Bye. Thanks for listening to that Onami podcast. Onami is like Ned's Declassified for adulthood. Visit onami.co for free lessons on personal finance, career readiness, personal development, and more, all taught by expert influencers and creators. We've got everything you wish you learned in school so you can thrive in adulthood. That's onami.co. See you there.